Hi everyone. A quick comment before the episode starts. To keep making these episodes, we need your support. If you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel and share with your friends. Every subscription helps. If you're listening on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, or any other podcast platform, please give us a rating and leave a review. Your feedback is really important because it keeps us going. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. First Lady is back. Dubai First Lady visits Nigeria. First Lady Aisha Buhari sneaks back to Nigeria after six months' absence. First Lady Aisha Buhari quietly returns to Nigeria. Missing Nigeria's First Lady Aisha Buhari finally finds her way home. Last, last, our First Lady is back. From Triple E Media, I'm Ramat Mohammed, and this is The Backstory. On Thursday, the 18th of March, 2020, various media outlets reported that Aisha Buhari, Nigeria's first lady, had finally returned to Nigeria after spending about six months in the United Arab Emirates. And her return sparked the reactions that you just heard from social media users and bloggers. Antonietta and John, what's going on with our first lady? According to Premium Times, the last time the first lady made a public appearance was in September of 2020, about six months ago. And since her absence, she was noticeably missing from any government or public activities. She also stopped posting on social media. Hmm. And didn't we hear rumors at one point that she left because of domestic issues? Yeah. Sources in the villa, that's Nigeria's presidential residence, told Premium Times that her reason for leaving was due to domestic issues. This is one thing people found both confusing and controversial. For the First Lady of Nigeria to leave the country due to domestic issues is strange. She didn't leave the city or the state to go to her home state. She left the country. But largely, some of the comments came because the First Lady hasn't exactly been like our other First Ladies. The government of APC will attack head-on insecurity. When candidate Muhammad Buhari was running for his first term, Aisha Buhari campaigned heartily for her husband ahead of the 2015 elections. According to Olushegu Adineyi, in his book Against the Run of Play, Buhari's campaign team had to pressure him to allow his wife to join the campaign trail. And when she finally did, she was a huge hit with the fans. Young, beautiful, and educated, Aisha Buhari helped to reshape the image of Mohammed Buhari, especially in the minds of voters in the southern part of the country. Remember, Buhari has been around for a long time. Mm, that's right. He was born in 1942, so by 2015, he was 73 years old. Yes, and by that point, he had already served as the former military head of state in 1983. 
and was involved in at least two military coups. So he's this larger-than-life figure that most people would be afraid to approach, and Aisha Buhari helped to humanize him a bit. The real Buhari is someone that's very simple, jovial, very understanding, has a very high sense of humor. As part of the campaign activities, Aisha Buhari organized numerous town hall meetings with women's groups and youth organizations across the country. For example, in January of 2015, she addressed a town hall meeting for the APC Women Presidential Campaign, and she asked the women to work for a peaceful general election while stressing the need for voter education. On April 1st, 2015, Muhammad Buhari was announced the winner of the presidential election. On May 29th, he was inaugurated as Nigeria's fourth president since the resumption of democracy in 1999, making Aisha Buhari first lady number four. Except, she didn't really want to be called the first lady. I think I would prefer to be called the wife of the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria than the first lady of Nigeria. On top of that, Premium Times reported that Buhari himself said that the office of a first lady is not provided for in the constitution. Most of what the office of the first lady does is actually the responsibility for the Ministry for Women Affairs. Buhari's position was that the ministry should be allowed to play its role unhindered. So it was settled? Yes, no more first lady of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Aisha Buhari will henceforth be called wife of the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Well, until 2019. The wife of the President, Mrs. Aisha Buhari, will prefer to be addressed as a First Lady of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Mrs. Buhari says this would take effect immediately in order to resolve the issue of the title of wife. Five years later, Aisha announces that she will now be addressed as the First Lady of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Wait, what? What happened? Apparently, the governor's wives had been confused this whole time, five years, about whether they should change their own titles to be wives of the governors or stay as First Ladies. So in order to resolve that conflict, she was stepping in and choosing to be called the First Lady. Okay, but let's go back to 2015. After the election, Aisha continued to participate in activism and advocacy for women's rights and empowerment. And she did this as wife of the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, right? That's right. She was still doing stuff. The only thing that changed was the title. Between 2015 to 2016, Aisha Buhari was very active. She launched the hashtag Get Involved campaign, which was focused on issues of malnutrition amongst children in the country. In that time, she met with other global dignitaries like Michelle Obama and Melinda Gates. And then the fatal moment came when she had an interview with the BBC House of Service. Things are not going the way it should. That is when it comes to like putting people in certain positions. Because most of these people that are occupying some agencies, number one, nobody knows them. Number two, they don't know our manifesto. 
our party manifesto. They don't know what we campaign for. They were not part of us completely. They don't have a mission. They don't have a vision of our APC. I have my own right, you know, to say... Hmm. Anthony, it sounds like the president's wife is saying she's not in support of some of his decisions, at least when it comes to government appointments. That's right. Her position in the interview was that those who had campaigned for them and the party should be rewarded with significant positions in the government, that it wasn't fair to bring in so-called outsiders. So she basically says that if she can't work with the people they started with, she's out. Now, remember at this point, the presidential honeymoon phase is over. He has been in office for 16 months and campaign promises were not getting fulfilled fast enough. The reality is now very clear. Nigeria is in recession. Nigeria's economy is slipping into a recession. As and then in August 2016, the country entered into recession. The first one in over two decades, according to the World Bank. This recession was due to a sharp drop in global oil prices and a reduction in our oil output due to a rise in militancy in the Niger Delta. Now people are starting to get frustrated and Aisha Buhari's comment just gave them one more thing to add to the list of things to complain about. With all of this happening, the president shows up in Germany for an official state visit with Angela Merkel and her government. In a press briefing on the 14th of October 2016, the president is asked about his wife's BBC interview. I don't know which party my wife belongs to, but uh, she belongs to my kitchen and my living room and the other room. Um, uh, it's, it's not easy to, uh, uh, to do away with your opposition. The president did go on to say that it's not easy to just get rid of the opposition once in power and that not everyone can be part of the government or decision-making process. Hmm. But no one remembers that part. Nope. The part that everyone remembers is the kitchen, the living room, and the other room. Oh, and Angela Merkel's expression when she finally got the translation of what he said. She just glared at him. And Nigerians were scandalized. There was so much analysis and counter-analysis of the situation. Everyone had an opinion. Except Aisha Buhari. She just kept quiet about it and continued her activities. A few days later, on the 19th of October, she flew to Belgium, where she received an award, which she then dedicated to the Nigerian military. Very classy move. Yeah, the internet loved her for it. That same month, she also traveled to Borno State to distribute relief materials to the victims of insurgency. In December, she flagged up the Women Against Corruption program, which was organized in conjunction with the EFCC in order to recognize the role of women in the fight against corruption. And then at the end of the year, she celebrated her daughter's wedding, wished us all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hmm. So it seems like everything is back to normal. Yeah, for a while. Hmm. Okay, we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. A quick message. We just launched a new show. It's called True Crime Niger. If you love true crime shows, tune in on our 234 audio YouTube channel or on Apple Podcasts. 
Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We cover real cases that have happened in Nigeria. Check it out now. Okay, back to the show. Welcome back. We are talking about Aisha Buhari and what seems like her sudden disappearance from the public spotlight as our first lady. John, back to you. Aisha Buhari's tenure as first lady has certainly been different from our past first ladies. Before she took the office, her plan was to be a mother to all Nigerians. At that time, she needed to separate herself from Patience Jonathan, the former first lady. Patience was very dominant and it made it clear that she would do anything to protect and extend her husband's power and in that way, extend her own. Patience made sure she was seen and heard. In contrast, Aisha Buhari came in promising that she would stay in her lane. I know my limitations. I know my boundaries. Mm. So once you attempt to go in beyond where you should be, you can receive all sorts of things. And for the most part, that's what she has done. She has been quietly supporting the causes and people that she's interested in. Every now and again, a controversy pops up that gets her name trending on social media. And these tend to be around family fights that honestly should have stayed private. Now, we know that the First Lady is not an elected role. And as we mentioned earlier, Buhari himself said that the office of the First Lady is not provided for in the Constitution. It's merely a conventional role, something that we have come to expect based on past experience. Nigeria's first ladies in the past have been very visible. Not always in a good way, but visible nevertheless. Before the internet age, we had Mariam Babangida, the one who established the office of the first lady, and Stella Obasanjo. They both led projects that got them international recognition and boosted the national image of their husbands. In recent memory, we had Turei Eradua, Patience Jonathan, and now Aisha Buhari. And since Turei was first lady only for two years before Eradua, her husband, died, we really only have Patience Jonathan and Aisha Buhari as two models for first ladies in the internet age. Now, Patience Jonathan and Aisha Buhari present themselves as two very different personalities. And maybe part of that has to do with the tone set by their husbands as presidents. I think that President Goodluck Jonathan, as a person, is the type of guy who wants to get along with everyone. And he wants everyone to get along. So he carried that temperament into the presidency. As a result, he permitted a lot of things to happen that probably should not have happened. Like the state pardon granted to the governor of Bielsa State, Dieprie Alamisi. Isn't he the one who the London police found 235 million naira cash in his home and then he managed to flee London by dressing up as a woman? That's the one. And Jonathan's presidency was filled with several scandals like that. So many characters entered and exited the stage during his tenure. And there was always a spotlight on one character in particular, Patience. Patience was a staunch supporter of her husband. Whenever anyone attacked him, she came out swinging. And since he was getting attacked a lot, she was swinging a lot. But unlike Jonathan, it doesn't seem like President Buhari needs to get along with everyone. And he doesn't seem to care if everyone gets along. 
He just needs everyone to focus on the job and get it done. Whether or not you get along is your business to handle on your personal time. This type of temperament is not really a permissive one, meaning that he's not able to tolerate behaviors that get in the way or distract from the main mission. Like a first lady who goes off and does her own thing. Right. So after the campaigns, Aisha Buari somehow had to figure out how to fit into her husband's mission. And when she found herself disagreeing with him about the other characters on stage, well, someone had to exit. Or at least fade into the background. Right. But if we set all the controversies aside, for a first lady to go silent for almost five, six months, it's a concern. It's not conventional. And we didn't even get Merry Christmas or Happy New Year's greetings. I mean, did we do something wrong? Well, we Nigerians have not been at our best lately. But it's been a tough couple of years, and in tough times, that's when people need to be comforted. We need to be reminded that we made the right choice when we elected this man. That reminder doesn't come from the president. It comes from the people around him, particularly the person closest to him, the first lady. And when the first lady goes silent, that's not good. When I heard that our first lady was away, the first thought that came to my mind was, who is the president's person? We all have a person. For some of us, it's a spouse. For some, it's our parents. Others have a childhood friend. We all have a person. We all need a person. It's been a really tough couple of years for Nigerians, and the past six months have been especially challenging. If we, the mortal citizens of this country, are barely hanging on, how is our president getting on? I know he has handlers and more staff than he can count, but who is our president's person? The second thought that came to mind when I learned that our first lady had vacated the country was the phrase, with great privilege, comes great responsibility. We did not elect Aisha Buhari, and if it was up to her, she probably would not choose to be first lady. But nevertheless, she is our first lady, and with that privilege comes great responsibility. In the first lady's interview with TVC News back in 2015, and we used some clips of that interview throughout this episode, she said that she wanted to see more women in government. For her, it was really important to fill more local government seats with women rather than just getting one woman elected to one or two high-profile seats. I loved that vision, and I hope that between now and 2023, Aisha Buhari will use her privilege to help get more women, especially young women, into local government seats. The Backstory is brought to you by Triple E Media Productions, production copyright 2021, Triple E Media Productions. If you enjoyed this episode of The Backstory and want to hear more, subscribe to our 234 Audio YouTube channel, Episodes of this podcast can also be found on 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of The Backstory was produced by John Iwodi, Antonietta Kalunta, Dominic Tabakaji, and Sam Tabakaji. Executive producer Ramat Muhammad. Special thanks to Rabia Hadeja, Richard Anyabe, Alexandra Gekpe, Stanley Bentu, Aredi Isha, and Mala Iwa Badu Ikaleku. I'm Ramat Muhammad. See you next week.